And we're back, episode nine of the Bayou Dragons podcast. Per use, me, Tanner, and Mitch are uh, on today. Yep. Just no guests today. No guests today. Just going to talk, bullshit a little bit, answer some questions from uh, different people just messaging us on Instagram and TikTok and shit, asking just, just personal questions that they want us to answer, and then few couple of stories and i believe mitchell has a real big uh weekend coming along yeah big weekend for me we'll get into that a little later but uh all of us work on the same shift we just finished our hell week at work and uh we're just sipping on a, a couple beers porters drinking whiskey tanner's drinking what is that uh o'dool <laughs> non-alcoholic beer and we're just gonna sit here and, and bullshit a little bit every chance questions. he gets he's gotta he's gotta fuck with me every chance he, he gets he goes right past me every goes, fucking time he goes right to you <laughs> did uh, you bring the ingle close i'm so surprised he, he didn't he brought beer because we normally got to supply it for his broke ass all the fucking time that's why it's true i have a 65 quart out there with 100 beers all lone star light if you don't have lone star what light where you're from order it it's fantastic. Well, I'm drinking Coors because we were at the lake last weekend and they didn't have Lone Starlight. At Somebody left it in your cooler. No, <laughs> I actually bought this, uh, surprisingly. But uh, no, they only they didn't have Lone Starlight, so I just bought Coors at the lake. Your wife bought it. Yeah, I guess me or my wife, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, so we're all off enjoying some beverages, and uh, before we even get into it, I didn't even tell the guys about this. And it's just a quick story. I went offshore about a week and a half ago. Didn't tell either one of y'all. So there was me and Ryan and Colby and a couple other people. Well, they had been in touch with a guy off this vessel, one of those big ships with the rig, rig ships. I don't know what the hell it's called. But he was like, y'all, I have the greatest bait in the Gulf of Mexico. It's like, Okay, well, this guy's full of shit. Just some coon-ass dude. Coon-ass as hell. He, What he does is he cuts a broomstick into about a 12-inch piece, cuts the nose where it has like a little flat end, and wrapped it with aluminum foil and had zip ties, three on each side. He called it the flying fish. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. So he, we've been seeing photos of this damn bait, and I'm like, this dude's fucking on crack. Just straight up, we pull up to that rig, and he had ended up being on the rig at the time. So he's like, hey, guys, y'all, like, he wanted to, like, basically see us, and we're on that Viking. Pull up, like, we pull up close to the back of the boat. We end up hooking up, and I real I end up catching, like, a 40-pound yellowfin. I'm sitting there hooked up, reeling in this fish, and we look over, and he is on the back of this vessel, humming this broomstick <laughs> like a fucking mile. It would hit past like the lights, and you would see it. He would just jerk it. It would skip across the waves, like a seventy-five pound yellowfin just comes up, full body wow. emerging, smashes his broomstick. So the broomstick was effective. Oh, broomstick fucking was great. So <laughs> we watched him catch on the broomstick, and we're like, no freaking way. Well, you know, it goes on. We get up close to the back of the boat. You know, they show us his tuna. It's freaking giant. He throws one of the baits, the bait he was using, down to Ryan. Ryan catches. He's like, "Dude, look at this shit! <laughs> like it's the most uh, insane thing. Like in half of like, and you can tell he's been catching fish because it was all ripped up. The broomstick had teeth marks in it. 
Ryan put it on, cast it, pops it, backlashes because, I mean, he's using a broomstick. He didn't know how to actually, like, work yeah. it. Got it undone. Very next cast. Pops it. Smashes. Got, like, a 30-pound yellow fin just. No shit. On off a, a goddamn broom. broomstick. Off a broomstick with dude. foil and uh, zip ties. Zip ties. No, and it's you're talking a, uh, traditional style. No, no Swiffer or nothing. This is traditional style broomstick. Yeah, this is um, mahogany. Probably mahogany or some kind yeah. of oak. Well, mahogany is a little bit higher than. Okay, so it's probably tallow. Pine. Pine. <laughs> tallow. <laughs> it's probably tallow tree. But, dude, uh, I, I'm telling you, it was the most insane shit I've ever seen. With the fucking, like, a 10 aught just treble hook on the back. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. Is just one treble hook. Kind of hook. Dude, one how hook. many? What the fuck do those fish think they're eating? I mean. A flying fish. One of those fucking just them gliders. Dude, flying fish look nothing like that. Dude, I swear to God. I don't know, but he used broomstick and zip ties. And I watched two yellowfin get caught off. I wonder of what this dude was thinking the first time he made this bait. Like, I'm going to rig this fucking broom up and catch some tuna. Dude, like, he's probably out on a boat, and that's all he had one day. And Dude, I don't know, but like, he has multiple. Like, he makes them, a lot of them. That's badass, though. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, dude, I'm. it was just so funny. We saw... It's amazing what you could catch offshore with just... A broomstick. Or a, a hook. With yeah. Just not, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I just... I didn't tell you all about that, but... And I'm talking... Dude, when I watched him throw it off the back of the boat, I mean, he's up probably about 55, 60 foot in the air, and he hums it, and it's just like... How did he... How did he get the fish? Dude, I don't know. So, I... Don't know how they got that. Like they must have thrown like a flying gaff from hell or something, <laughs> dude. I have no clue. But they lit, we pulled up to the back of the boat. So this and is a ship. This isn't just no, a, no. This is a tanker, like oh, okay. a, yeah, like okay. almost a super tanker. It's like eight hundred, nine hundred feet long. Yeah, it's so, giant. Geez. And this dude's way up there, and he goes, "Look what I caught!" And just holds up a tuna that's like five and a half foot long. And I'm like, Jesus, oh my god, how'd you? But I was then I was like, how'd y'all get that there? I'm sure they have their ways. I mean, people have been probably fishing off boats like that, you know, oh, yeah. for years. You know, I'm sure they have like a, a way to get every them up boat or damn near every rig. I've been by the people are fishing. Something like that. Did y'all see that picture that Chris Smith uh, took the other day? Mm-mm. It's going viral. It uh went national news. It was like in the Houston Chronicle or some bullshit like that. He he was fishing over in like uh, around Houston or Baytown where him and Dante always fish. And oh, I heard about this. And he might have been in court. I don't know where he was exactly. Wasn't there a shark? Yes. He was, uh, they were fishing, I guess, on a boat by that pier. <laughs> and this family has like a six and a half foot shark dangling like 10 foot over the water, <laughs> pulling it onto a dock. Like, it looks hilarious. And he got a photo of it, and now it's going viral as hell. That's hilarious. Somebody told us about that. I, Dixie. I, I don't remember. Dixie Ferguson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out Miss Dixie. She yep. walked in and goes, y'all see Chris's. That's right. Photo? And we're like, no. We, like, I thought she meant he caught the fish. No, he took a photo of somebody just, and this rod just bent over. Oh, like I a, imagine well, so. like a 150, <laughs> probably pound shark. Just, like, they have some good tests. It's probably 15 pound trilene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big game. <laughs> yes. Trilene. Yeah, it's suffix, 25 pound. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just wanted to share that little, just that little story. But uh, speaking of story, Mitchell, you have a big weekend. Coming yeah. this weekend. So a bunch of people that whoever follows us, uh, my wife is impregnated. Um, she she is, has fetus. Uh, she has my uh, my seed was planted. It's most likely not his, but. 
No, I, I believe it's mine. But uh, now we're doing the gender reveal Sunday, so you know something she really wanted to do. So we're going to do the gender reveal on Sunday. And he's going, he's going insane with it. Does anybody know yet? Luke. Luke Luke's knows. the only one that does that. Yeah. So my older brother Luke has the envelope with the gender, and uh, we're going to slap on some briskets, drink some beer, and I don't know what he's got planned, but we're going to find out Sunday. What's going to happen is he's going to open the card and go. We're not assuming the gender, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna not. Or it's just gonna be a giant. Uh, what What are you doing? You're hitting a golf ball. I don't know what I'm doing. Luke uh, had mentioned um, who's getting an overweight uh, gentleman <laughs> into <laughs> stripped of all clothing into a box and painting him the color of the gender and releasing him from the box. Just imagine, <laughs> just imagine like a 500-pound man just rolling out of the box. I just want to see Travo's reaction. Yeah. That's the only thing I want to see. Dude, it's going to be uh, good. Travo. Which I'm not going to be there anyway, so. Yeah, yeah you're not going. I'm Mitchell missed Ellen Tanner, so I don't yeah. blame you. <laughs> I got a, I'm throwing a very extremely late-season crawfish bowl. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, Tanner's <laughs> uh, gender reveal for his firstborn child, I had a crawfish bowl. And I didn't make his gender reveal, so he's going to yeah. have a crawfish bowl this Sunday. For his my, first annual crawfish bowl but, of Port Natchez. And what what they're not telling you was I was working my ass off. I've been having to catch them in the ditch because no one's catching them no more out in the fields. I've been catching them with bacon in a crawfish hole. It's a bunch of old ditch. Yep. It's been raining every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, They're just going out in the yards and pulling them out of their crawfish holes. Dude, I'm sure it'll be a good one, man. I know this is just, this whole thing. I, this we're just gonna derail on this whole thing. That's but, fine. Uh, Howie, Howie told me it's a work coworker of mine, good friend of mine, Howard. He told me when he was a kid, he would sit there and he would go, you know, crawfishing in the little crawfish holes. That's what we call them. Which I guess if you're watching this from not around the Gulf Coast, you don't have crawfish holes. These damn crawfish make mounds of dirt just in your yard, hundreds of them. Everywhere. Just everywhere. They just they dig the dirt out, and they build up a little funnel, and they can go in and out when they need to. Well, you can take a piece of bacon on a string and stick it down there and catch them, <laughs> and, like, they pull them out. Man, them things will be, like, a foot tall sometimes. Yeah, no. You, you, just, you just drop a piece of bacon, raw bacon, down in a hole with a string. How he was telling me, he's like, dude, when I was a kid, you know, it's kind of slow when you're – trying to catch mud bugs. I'd sit there and end up eating just a whole pack of raw bacon. Hell yeah. I'm like, no, oh, you didn't get botulism ever. Just ate raw bacon. That's also Howie, man. Yeah. Oh, Howie's a man. Yeah. Half tie. I mean, um, getting off that subject, this is completely <laughs> random. But uh, I love, um, I, I was reading through some of the comments on one of the videos the other day. Someone trying to burn us on uh that uh, video I posted of Rance talking about hunting alligators like we don't have gators in Texas or something. Oh, my God. These stupid bastards don't know. <laughs> they don't fucking I understand, almost, dude. I it's almost like, guarantee you we can walk the perimeter dude, of, this, of this property and find a gator. I guarantee there's one in Bruce's pond. <laughs> guarantee. That's what I'm saying. They're stupid, everywhere. These idiots don't understand that... Texas Just because alligator. we're not from Louisiana doesn't mean we don't have yeah, Texas alligators. don't... I mean, Louisiana... 
alligators don't strictly live in Louisiana. They don't fucking have a zip code to their own area and just live in Louisiana. They get I mean, right, they get up to Texas to go. Oh, yep. Oh shit! That. I can't go across <laughs> that county I think line. It's funny, man. Or Toledo, uh, state line. Yeah, Toledo Bend. I ain't swimming across the yep, Pendleton. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, they got a, a barrier in the yeah. middle of the lake that prevents alligators. They just stay crossing. in the Louisiana boat lane. Yeah, they never go across the Sabine. But no, I mean. Yes, Louisiana has way more gators. They get 20,000 tags a year. But Texas, we get 12, 1,300 or something like that. It's probably more now maybe. But, I mean, we have – I mean, you have to – I mean, that's only farmers that want to survey their land and everything. Yes. I mean, honestly, if everybody did it on the Gulf Coast, we could probably have five, six, 7,000 tags a year. Yeah, it's not, it's just not as big of a thing here. You no. know, I mean, well, people no, don't really care. Yeah, there's as no, much. Here. Well, there's just not money in it. Yeah, there's what, no. There, I mean, what's funny is these people talking shit are from Louisiana, and they have these giant croth or alligator farms that are just washing down the whole process of wild alligator hunting. So it's not even basically a thing anymore. So you, no, you like a, a high fenced ranch. <laughs> you had a spike during when the swamp people was really popular. You know, the prices of the hide, yes. the meat, everything went up. And then, you know, that kind of died off and prices started declining. So there's really not a whole lot of money to, to be made just getting tags and, no. you know, bringing it to a processor and getting paid just strictly off the gator. Guiding is the only way to make money. Right. Yes. That's the best way to make money is doing People will pay you a lot of money to shoot a gator. Right. Yeah. I watched I watched a guy cough up five $5,000 last year for a few really good gators, though. Right. I mean. But that's, that's more of a – it's, it's about the experience at that point. It's not about just, you know, getting it for the meat or the, the hide or well, whatever. That's the experience, yeah. you know. You can say, I, you know, I harvested an alligator. This, yeah. Well, legally, his kids did. It was 11 and a 13 year old. It was amazing. You know, it was a, they were like, this is one of the coolest things ever done, which they've done some, they've done a lot cooler shit than we have. Like they go to Africa and hunt and do this and do this, but shooting a 12 foot alligator is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But that's something I could say I've never done personally. Never shot a 12 foot alligator. Caught them, never shot them. Yeah, mm. every alligator. I mean, I've never shot a gator myself. I've caught all the gators I've uh, been called to for from my nuisance. It's all been live capture. But you know, I'm completely for harvesting alligators because they're they're overpopulated. I mean, you got to control yeah. the population. All it takes is a hurricane to come through, and it just absolutely. Yeah, just it <laughs> screws it all up. I mean, it makes it ten times worse in our area, at least. Mm-hmm. Pushes them all our way. Yeah, well, they had to get away from that salt water. Yep. But anyway, um, <clears throat> shit. What was the um, y'all got so off topic? Um, yeah, no, I was well <laughs> off, brother. Let's talk about uh, some oh, of the gear. Uh, yeah, the I think gear. that was a question. Oh, yeah. That was the gear. A bunch the, of people asking uh, what kind of gear we use for our different activities: hunting, lost. fishing. And um, Porter, uh, if you want to talk about the, the new deal we got with Canvas Bat. Yeah, so just to reiterate, people have been sending in topics that they want to hear on Instagram or TikTok. If we get to see them, you know, we will talk about them at some point. There's a couple questions we'd like to answer today that I've been sitting on. So one of them, the gear. This year, um, the Bayou Dragons partnered up with Canvas Back Waterfowl. Uh, they're out of Texas, and it's the first patented full-body wader. Yep. 
and it is uh I'm super excited to be repping them this year. I mean, they have other stuff too. They have oh, the, yeah. the waiters yeah. their big thing, but they're selling hats and shirts, yeah, you know. Shirts and I'm wearing Tanner's wearing one right now, but the uh they literally like they get cinched tight on the wrist and they're go all the way up to your neck. And y'all follow them on Instagram or whatever. You see videos, they just Yeah, they're like emerging from the water. And from what I understand, we're we haven't got our pair yet, but they're made out of a thinner material. That way you can hunt with them in warmer conditions. And then when it's cold, you glare up underneath, you know, and if they hold heat good, but they're breathable as well. So I'm really excited to try them out. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I would definitely. Something different. I mean, yeah. How many times have you busted your ass out in the marsh? Which most of the time for us, it don't really matter because it's hot as shit outside. But yeah, but I could, dude, just imagine having those full body waders when it's 32 degrees and well, just all those times we got wet. Or yeah. rain. Or if rain it's raining, gone. you just... You don't got to worry about shit. Just stand there in the rain. Just yep. wear your Bayou Dragon hat and the the full body waders from Camas back, and you yeah. are going to be stay dry. You're hooking bullet sunglasses to <laughs> yeah. protect oh. your eyes from the rays. Not even... We ain't even there yet. <laughs> the Camas back. So, talking about the gear, that Camas back waterfowl waders and shit like that, they are super... It's two guys from Dallas, Texas. We've had the pleasure of talking with them and i think they have a real cool thing going and i think they're going to end up being legit the next big thing i honestly think i'm not just saying that because shit they're already they're already growing well, pretty big yeah already. They, i mean they have some big influencers that are on their side oh yeah and then uh i think they have a it's a very creative idea and definitely i mean we've talked about it in the past <laughs> like could you imagine hunting out of like a wetsuit or something you know oh, like yeah. where you don't have to work you know they they took that concept and brought it to life, and I think it's going to be a great product, and I'm excited to – to uh, we're going to put them to the test, no doubt. Oh, yeah, we, so will, yes. we will give you our honest opinion because we, we're going to have to we – are, We are hunters that go through at least a pair of waders each season. Yeah. I mean, we we destroy some gear. That's so the, we will put them to the we test. We hunt in marsh grass down here, so you have – this razor grass and cane, cane and that shit cane, like that. man. That, that oysters, shit is, yeah. Oysters. Oyster beds, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, fuck up some boots. Alligators. Wait, we don't have those here. Yeah, but, um, only in Louisiana. Yeah, that's only in right. Louisiana. But um, so waiter wise, you know, rolling that. I think we all kind of wear different shit for jackets. I mean, we won't really have to wear jackets now with these full body waiters. But I mean, do you have anything? I mean, we Bayou Dragons this season will have hoodies like Bayou Dragon hoodies, and we're working on, like, hunting vests also because I know a lot of the Uplands game bird hunters and shit like that, they love their hoodie. Or their, they, wear, they wear a vest over a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. That, nah, I like that combo. Um, yeah. So when we get these full-body waders, for me, it's probably gonna, just going to be a hoodie underneath down here if, when it's chilly. It's yeah. not going to be cold. It's going to be chilly. That's 38 degrees, hoodie, full-body so waders. I think we're going to go with a, um, like, a heavier uh weighted maybe a weighted hoodie i don't know exactly Probably cotton i don't know what we're going to do exactly but i'll be rocking a bayou dragon hoodie you'll be able to hunt out of it because we're going to make it a a neutral uh, color tone that green or tannish i'm sure that you can hunt in well I, we better make that, that that hoodie i got we need oh, to find some tim, timber Dude, somebody messaged this week on instagram and said when like this is quote for quote this dude just goes when the fuck is that camo hoodie coming in? And I was like, I'll bro. <laughs> I said, it's first off, it's 109 degrees 
at this moment. Oh I'm yeah, not yeah. We're about, at the lake, right? No, no. This is literally yesterday. He didn't. Oh, this today was one oh eight at yes, work. They no, at the, no. At the, when I wore that, when I wore that hoodie, it was like you know sixties or fifties. The video. The video. Yeah. Yes, it yes, was okay. chilly. Everybody's yeah. wearing Joe. Remember, he was smoking that cigarette. Yes. Yeah. Joe enjoys cool. them cools, man. Oh it's, man, you can't. We have been trying that. to get them off them cools for that's years. One, and I'm not getting us off topic at all, but that's one thing we need to do as a group collectively. Is Joe smokes way too many cools. I mean, yeah. that's you can't. No, it can't be healthy for you. Two, what, three packs a day? I think it's three. I think he's up to three nowadays. I don't think it's three packs a day. I think it, he's easily a pack a day off cool. No, it's got to be more than that. He yeah. might break into a second pack, but, you know, that's something we need to work on as a group is try to help Joe yeah. because one cig well, every Porter, once Porter in a while. Porter got to uh, see his new truck the other day. He said he opened it up, and there was like six cool packs. <laughs> I swear right to God. There, right <laughs> in the center console. Yeah. Dude, have you seen his new truck? I didn't even know he had a new truck. I didn't either. So you know Joe like owns Invista now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I knew he was so. moving up in the chain. So yeah, he probably so he, his hundred drove up with a forty thousand dollar truck, roughly. Super duty no. lifted. I'd be in dead serious. No shit. No silver super duty F two <laughs> Seriously, no shit. Dude, I, you don't believe us? We're not lying. So this is exactly how this happened. I was at work. He Joe, pulled up at the shop. I'm looking at it on my security camera. I'm like, oh my God, is that Joe? He just crawls but out no. with a cool in his mouth. Like two weeks ago, <laughs> two weeks ago, Tanner goes, "You get that Snapchat from Joe?" And I was like, "What Snapchat?" He goes, "I think Joe bought a new truck." I said, "He didn't send it to us, you know, in our group." He's like, "No, he's just sitting there looking at his face, or no, he's looking at the road, and he just goes over and just sees, you know, on on those Fords, it says Super Duty on the on the dash, on the dash, it's Super Duty, and then he just goes away. That's all I saw." So it's Tanner like, had hell, no, Joe? but he was the first one to get like a glimpse. It's, Joe pulls up, and I thought it was. Like anybody else, yeah. and he walks out, has a cool in his mouth, and I'm like, Joe, like I said, you actually got a truck, and he's like, yes. So he he Facetime. Well, you can't call it Facetime because they have Android. They, it was Facetime. They trash ass timed timed <laughs> on their Androids, and he's like, oh Joe, I can see a pixelated. Power. Super well, dude. at this point, that I just gotta assume that's just chump change for Joe. At this point, oh yeah, oh between yeah. his cigarette addiction and his yeah. truck addiction, that's probably a write off too. You know, yeah, he probably just wrote it off. And, yeah, well, that's good for him, man. I'm yeah. happy for Joe. Good He's for doing Joe. well. His daughter's first birthday party is this Saturday. Saturday. Yep, Saturday. Oh. Throw down some. Uh, oh, she's. I, I, I asked Joe. Be a lucky, said, lucky girl, right I know, there. She's gonna in the future. I agree, but I said, Joe, um, I'm coming to come over uh, Saturday a little early. You know, help you cook. You know, what what you plan on cooking. Figured he'd say a brisket or some ribs. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to throw on some Oscar Myers and some uh, some patties. It's like, oh, you know, that'll be that'll be good, you know? So, Well, yeah. No, <laughs> he's talking shit. It's probably catered. It's probably all Wagyu steaks, if I could <laughs> if I could guess. I think he's what? bullshitting me. Okay, so I haven't told y'all. He actually told me to bring the sous vide, and he has A5 Wagyu, Japanese cut, and I'm cooking them for everybody. Uh, that's going to be awesome. I'll definitely be there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. it's Jolene's first birthday. I am off, so I'll be there also. Yeah, well, you, I, I'm being dead serious about the Power Stroke and the Wagyu. Hell yeah. But, so, Joe and Jolene. Old Joe, man. What were we talking about? We were talking about gear, and we eventually yeah, we're talking about Joe. gear. So, let's, so get into, uh, uh, let's get into some, some more gear. Yeah, so. well, you, so you have your waders, you have the Bayou Dragon hoodie. That'll probably keep you over for most of the season. In like, Southeast Texas, for sure. It's going to be hoodie and uh, canvas back, full and, body weight. And shorts and flip-flops. Bayou <laughs> Dragon hat. 
Value Dragon hat for sure. I might wear that uh the summer hat out in the marsh. Keep that that sun off me. You know. Yeah, I might. I actually, I will do the first the hunt. beach hat. I will do teal season day one in the straw hat. Promise uh, to God, I will do it. Good. I'll take you out in the Suzuki. <laughs> uh, so shotguns. We're not sponsored by shotguns, so this ain't even. We're not plugging. Not shit. yet. Well, yeah. Hey, if you own a shotgun company. Hit us up. I will shoot it, even if it's trash. No, but, we will not uh, shoot any trash. I want quality. <laughs> Dude, I'll shoot whatever, but I shoot a Benelli Super Black Eagle 2. Been using it for eight, nine years now, and yep. it's been fantastic. It was, I, on, it was on your roof after the hurricane. Yeah, I, I, that was the first thing I saved when my house was flooding was I ran out with my gun and threw it on my roof. Yep. Said, stay there, baby. Too late. Two days later, I got her back down. Um, Tanner, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I I've been waiting. No, it ain't a burn or nothing. I'm just did. <laughs> I'm waiting on what he's gonna say. It's not bad. I was asking. Didn't you get a new shotgun with the last year or two? Uh, yeah. Recently, I think it was right before last duck season. I bought the uh, Stoger M3500, and I tell you what, I absolutely highly enjoy that gun. It shoots. It's never misfired. I've never had issues from it. Paint has not started peeling yet. It's not better than your uh, Benelli Supernova. Is okay, it? no. So I have a uh, <laughs> I have a very special Benelli Supernova, like year one. Supernova. Year one, yeah. So I bought it from Gander Mountain. That doesn't even exist anymore. I don't think. <laughs> they went bankrupt. Yeah, uh, them so and Toys R Us, I think, went out at the same time. It was on sale. And I bought it, I think, for 300 or 400 bucks. I don't even remember. And um, it was registered as a Benelli Nova. That's what it was registered as. But, but it's a supernova. It's a supernova. Yeah. What makes it but super? The three and a half inch. Oh. So the Nova just shoots at two and three quarter. I don't even know and if it three, shoots three. It, probably three. Shoots it three. might shoot three inch, maybe. But if it the supernova shoot shoots up to a three and a half inch. And it has the 28-inch oh, barrel 28 inch instead barrel. of a 26-inch barrel. Yeah, 28. So it was a real big deal. This guy didn't know what to do, whatever. So he had to sell it to me for what it was listed for. 300 and, cash. Uh, but what's odd is on the gun itself, it still says Nova on the gun. Like yours used to say Supernova. Yeah. Mine says Nova. But it, but shot it shoots three-and-a-half-inch three shells. Yeah, I so love it, that. it doesn't make sense. That gun is absolutely rough shape. Like, it looks like it's been sitting at the bottom of the ocean for, like, six years. But I guarantee you 100% I could put any shell in it except for nitro steel. nitro steel. And we'll it get will into shoot shells it in a minute. without, without uh, any mess up at all, any hang-ups, nothing. Both of those shotguns, y'all talked about the all-shoot great shotguns. I, you know, all these brands now are pretty close, you know, and being, you know, reliable and great uh just all around good shotguns i shoot a, a beretta a300 it does not shoot three and a half um but it's a great I, I mean i really don't have a need to shoot three and a half down here you will yeah yeah but i i do enjoy that shotgun it's been very reliable it's been a great shotgun to me and uh harvested a lot of birds with it good good i'm glad you finally upgraded but honestly if anyone's going to ask me First time duck hunter, just get the old 
Remington 870. Remington 870. 870 all the way. Look, if you're a first-time duck hunter, you've never duck hunted before. You've never targeted. Never shot shot a shotgun You've never shot a shotgun. Get a Remington 870, and you will. You will most likely have it for life. Yeah. I mean, dude, I got one from. Yes. The Cannon. Yeah. Well, no, that's a Mossberg. Oh, that's right. That's right. The the Cannon, though. But, no, like, dude, those things literally last. It doesn't matter. 50, 60, 70, It doesn't matter what you do to them. I believe we actually have the first model. Jesus used it, and he used to hunt (laughs) pheasant with it, and it's a great shotgun. Remington 870, that's a good beginner gun. Very, very good. Great. Uh, very good price on it, too, and it is a yeah. very durable it's like shotgun. Bucks. What do they do? Give you 200 and say, here's a shotgun? Yeah. yeah. And it's and they're like, look, it'll never jam. What, like, but you, we all started out with pumps, and I think that's a good way to start, mm-hmm. especially when you're nervous and you don't know how to shoot it. And automatic, you shoot way too fast when you're yeah. nervous. Da, da, da. Yeah, that sh- you'll shoot three cells before you even realize yeah. you're shooting at a bird. Pump helps you control your shot, take your time. I would recommend that to any first-time duck hunter, waterfowler. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Remington 870, definitely recommend to anybody. Now, let's get into what shells we use because I would love to be sponsored by somebody, anybody, honestly, for shells, but... You know, I don't want to sound like needy, but your boy would shoot them. Well, it's hard to come by shotgun shells. Uh, it was last season, right? You can probably find them right now. I know you just ordered some. Uh, I don't know where you found them online. Cabela's. Cabela's. But there was a time where it was very difficult to find shotgun shells, and that's a big problem when it comes. Oh, it's going to happen again. I mean, once once season comes around, it's going to. Uh, yeah. I give it a well, month into the season. Yeah, yeah we got you get, you Joe Byron. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to buy them during the off season. You know, you got to be think yeah. about that. You know, right now it's summer. Not really thinking about shooting ducks, but we need to yeah, start. If you haven't bought shells yet, buy yeah. them now. Buy them now. Because yep. between honestly, between the tall one, Tanner and me, I would say we probably have six to seven cases of shells, and I'm de- we definitely need about two or three more, just just to make sure. Because last year we ran out, and then Mitchell started buying, and the Shelly still shoots today. Migra. Well, that's honestly that was all I could find, and they were a little more. Uh, they cost a little more than I wanted to spend, but they're a good shotgun shell. No, they're I'm great. Not, now, I not love talking, them, but they're they're a little on the high end for me. Yeah, the, from what I usually shoot, which is just cheap shit, you know, whatever you could find, really. Yeah, really, whatever I could find usually was cheap shit, but. The migers are great, you know. Um, I don't really see a huge difference from shooting like super high quality shells, unless I'm taking really long shots. But just from like, you know, birds actually doing it right and blasting them in the spread, yeah. you ain't gonna really notice a big difference. But there's not a difference between monarch yeah. and migra. There's not difference between Rio well, and. Uh, I, I agree what he said. Uh, it, it really comes to the distance, right? Um, when they're up close at. In your spread, you know, if, you, if you're if you a decent hunter and can throw a good spread and uh, pull them birds in where they need to be, then you don't need some yeah. high-dollar expensive Just shell. shoot a moderate choke. If you're shooting at them at 70, 80 yards flying away, then, yeah, it, it's nice to shoot a damn black cloud that's three and a half, four dollars yeah. a shell, you know, or ball shells or whatever else. So you you've, know been, I mean? you've been shooting migras, which that's what we've been – you've been kind of dealt the hand to shoot those. 
Tanner, what did you shoot all last year? Uh, I'm pretty sure most of the season I shot just basic Winchester. Um, Three-inch. The old X. Three-shot is my favorite. The Winchester um, Experts. Yep. Red. Yep. Red. There's a cowboy on the front. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, pretty much what I've shot all last season. And I, and I shoot them pretty regular. Um, they're a good all-around shell. I have never had issues with them. No, those um, are the shells. I can say Winchester is one for sure. After I flooded, a bunch of them got wet, and I just took a wire brush to yep. them before each hunt. And I'm talking they would just be pitted as shit. Oh, yeah. I'd throw them in, yeah. and they still shot. After a few hunts, I always have to go through back through my bag and scrub everything yeah. down and make sure But the Winchester's out. always been reliable on yep. that. The pin is always just when it hits – it ignites. It shoots. It's good. I've always liked Winchester. Shows. Yeah, they're and they're shows. they're affordable. They're, they're they're yeah. They're not insanely like like uh last last season. You know, um, Academy would have six boxes of shell total. You know, well they did they, then Academy, which but, understand they did that fucking. You could only buy. Yeah, I know, but they they top the prices up. You know, black clouds or or um. Shit, I don't even know what all they make anymore. Those heavy shot, heavy shot, heavy, heavy steels steel. or whatever, thirty two dollars a box, and you could find Winchester all day long online for fourteen to that, uh, sixteen dollars. Thirty two dollars a box can suck my erected shaft. I'm not. Paying I'm not $32 spending thirty two dollars. I can't. I mean, a box Dude, of shells. I'm not good enough shot to shoot a dollar eighty five a shot. Yeah, like a I duck sh- is not worth. No. I mean... No, I'll buy it if I have to. It'd be cheaper. Yeah. But I shot last year. I shot straight up federal. And it worked. Federal? Yeah. yeah. I went to Napa over there in Winnie and bought two full cases. I I bought a case of... So me, I only shoot... Last year, I only shot three and a half inch twos. That was during teal season. And then for my Montana goose trip, I shot three inch double BB. And then when I came back and regular duck hunted, I either shot him with BB or number twos. Because normally when Porter hunts with us and he actually makes contact with a duck, there's not a duck left. Nope. And and I love duck. I just also I love killing them. You know, it's I I'm not one that wounds them. If I do make contact, which is rare, they're dead. After Mitch, after hunting a, a hunt with Mitch, you could. You could pull the snows down from the skies from all them white migras laying all over the marsh. Yeah, I'm the only one in the group that shoot. Well, they changed the color. They I, last season I was shooting migras and they were white. I bought a couple cases after season and now they've gone to this. Uh, it's like a green, uh, like a dark green. Something color. better, That's better, right. dude. That's that a little shows. better. So where we hunt, uh, like we have tidal current and shit like that on oh, most yeah. of our places we hunt. So you shoot a shell. Say you, you stand up and everybody shoots left, you know, out of the blind. It ejects right, goes out into the water. There's a chance if the tide's going out, you're having all your shells go right past your decoys. Yep. Right in the middle you, of your decoys. <laughs> you have Tanner's red-ass Winchesters. You have my brick-red Federals. And then you have bright-ass white <laughs> Migras just bobbing in the water. It just is like, oh, it looks like Christmas. Yep, and of course we go and pick them up after the. Oh yeah, we you have to you have to pick them drive up. over there and pick them all up. Don't be a piece of shit. Pick up your shells. Pick up your trash. Yeah, I hate going out in the marsh and finding a bunch of trash. Oh, dude, it's always like Dasani bottles and honey buns yep. every single time. <laughs> 
Yep. Or monster cans. Oh, okay. monster yeah. cans. It's all the yeah. young. That's how you know it's sixteen-year-old kids. Yeah. yeah, they don't respect what they're what they're given. You know, yeah. that that is a. It's not a. That's a. I don't know how to explain it, but hunting the marsh, man, it's you got to respect where you're hunting. You know, clean up after yourself and just you know keep it nice for the next person that wants to come in and hunt behind you. Yep. Yes, I definitely agree. You start trashing the place, you know what are they going to do? They're going to shut it down. Yeah, you know, we don't need that. Take care of it. You know, Theodore Roosevelt it'll last longer. Theodore Roosevelt fought too hard for us to be able to hunt public land. Um, also, that was a good question, Tanner, that you didn't ask. Yes, I am wearing hook and bullet glasses. <laughs> hook and bullet glasses. They're brighter than your future. Yep. Great. Uh, great Oof. sunglasses. I have a pair myself. And, uh, Tanner has a pair himself now. Wear the yep. shit out of them. Very good quality glasses. Very, very good quality. I haven't had a chance to to fish or do anything with them crazy, but, uh, man, I highly enjoy them, wear them, wearing them on my daily. So, look, I wore these the other day offshore. And I bought the inshore lenses. I could see the bottom of the ocean. They literally almost have x-ray vision. That's how you know they're good. Yeah, I mean, I five, six hundred foot deep, hooking bullets. Yep. Uh, yeah. See all them yellowfin yeah. swimming down there? Yeah, just sue me if you don't believe me. Catching them with the broomstick. So Catching them with the broomstick, dude. I think another, uh, talking about people asking us questions about different uh, things we do and different gear we use. We had another question asking us about uh, some of our dogs. How do we train our dogs and do we hunt with dogs? So we don't all have dogs. We're lucky to always use for Tanners. Part, for the most part, we mostly hunt together. So Tanner's got uh, our main retriever, uh, Tex. <laughs> Tanner, if you want to go uh, go into a little bit about how you train Tex from when he was a puppy and, you know, growing up. Yeah, so Tex, man, I picked him up. Uh, and what's crazy is um, I paid $40 for this dog. Vet That's kind of high. Huh? Vet fees, man. Um, he is full-blooded, um, but the owners did not care about papers or nothing. And honestly, I don't either. Um, I've seen, I've met a lot of people with dogs that that's not what matters, you oh. know, is the bloodline. No. Um, I mean, yeah, I understand there's dogs out there that are just, you know, Dude, but I, then there's dogs out there that have it. And just because they have it doesn't mean they have to be full blooded. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Not interrupting you. You do not have to have the papers. Or if you say, no. like, oh, dude, I hunted with this competition dog, I don't give a damn. No, dude, the I mean, worst lab I've ever hunted with before in my life had won, like, eight or nine competitions. It was a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, straight-up terrible duck dog. Yeah, it could go and yes. do its stuff, but when it came to duck hunting, yep, god-awful. The first, worst dog. first duck dog my family ever owned it was the worst dog I've ever not the worst dog because Rami was by far the worst <laughs> dog I've ever seen in my entire life, but uh, he was second. And uh, I don't even honestly that was I was a little kid I don't even remember. But um, yeah, anyway, um, he was uh, I, I picked him up as six weeks six weeks old, and he started training at seven weeks. And um, I didn't put as much effort into it as I should have. And he's not perfect by no means. He definitely has his, his ups and downs. But uh, 
He's a good all-around dog. We don't have to pick up birds. I don't. No. That's all that fucking matters. I don't care what anybody says. If he sits in the blind and he picks up your birds, that's all he needs to do. That's right? all any of them need to do. Right? And he'll cuddle up when you with you when it's cold when you're waiting for four o'clock. And yeah, then he loves pizza slices loves, and shit. Yeah, he rides yeah. in the back of the truck free. He don't even have to sit in a damn kennel. Yeah. Another thing I thought was pretty cool. I think you did this. So when he was a puppy, didn't you kind of start getting him used to like loud noises and stuff? That's oh, a good. Yeah. That's a good training tool for people that are starting off with. Yeah. So, ba- you know. so from my my um, I I asked questions to a lot of senior um dog trainers, and um, pretty much everybody will say buy the water dog book or video. It's a DVD. I I bought the DVD. I watched it several times, studied it, and um, it helped me a lot with my dog. And um, I'd say, I mean, I, I don't know what you'd rate my dog. I mean, I know he's not perfect, but the water dog is what I got everything from. I should have pushed it harder. I didn't train him as hard as I wanted to, and I kind of fell off at the end. I, I, I got happy with him, and uh, I didn't push to the end, but... You're asking the wrong people because me, oh, and, I know. I know. me and him, we don't own the dog. So if we go in the blind and he grabs the ducks that we shoot, exactly, I'm going to give him a 10. I don't care if he whimpers yeah. or whatever. He drives me crazy. He whimpers and whines and cries sometimes. And, but, uh, that, I mean, all like I said, you bought a $40 dog with no papers and you trained him yourself. And he, honestly, I have not. I, have I haven't not picked up a duck in years. Years. He's years. five years old. He hit. He hit five years old. And Dude, I hunted with this dog that was supposed to be renowned. Renowned. And we're hunting a rice field. Private. Nobody around. No other gunshots. We're waxing birds. This dog just runs down the rice levee away from the pond. Just, yeah. It's like, dude, you're a piece of shit. This is, God, like, I don't care if your dog has medals. And not saying if your dog has medals, he's bad. But we have a $40 dog that... You could you could I mean, you could train a dog to pick up a decoy all day. Yeah, we just I, straight it, up a toy. It's a it's a toy to them. Yeah. You know, you got to train them to. Yeah, and birds. you and what you just train them to the scent. You know, the scent. You, yes. you keep some keep some feathers off of some birds. Feathers you know? or wings or yeah. or whatever else. Keep them frozen. Like and, yeah, and after you clean it, training and you clean a duck, you use it to let them know what and bring them early. The earlier, the better. Uh, it's just how it is. Uh, I believe um, you can't you can't let them sit around and roll around the house and shit and piss everywhere and not be under training. I mean, you got to start them right off the bat. And like Mitch was saying, uh, I started um, training him right off the bat immediately um, with loud noises to keep him from being yeah. gun shy because I've been, I've been around many many dogs that are gun shy and a gun shy dog is worthless. Right. Um, they're useless. There's nothing they will do for you. Well, no, they just... I mean, they're good dogs. I'm not saying they're terrible dogs. They just, um, <laughs> in a hunting they, they, situation... They don't do their job. Yeah, yeah. hunting situation, they're going to cower down and lay in the bottom of the blind and but scream and collar the whole time. I think, and I'm look, I'm not a trainer at all. I think, though, Me some either. dogs have it. And I'm saying, like, the dogs we hunt with, with Tex and Jax and all these... Like, we've been pretty lucky with the labs that we have that are the whole time looking in the sky. Like, what's what's great with text, I don't even have to look. Like, we sit here and bullshit. Oh, yeah. We're, we talk like we're talking on a podcast. 
just talking to each other. And he's looking up in I've the got, air. The whole I've time. got to where during hunting, so I don't even look in the sky no more. No, I just, just I, I keep my dog in my in my view. And if he respond, if he makes quick jerks, quick movements, or, or whimpers, I already know no. there, there's a duck within my well, eyesight. It's a bird within your eyesight. Don't say well, a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you he, might have an egret flying by. He does going. look up at uh, just about everything, but but he will I'll let be you. Honest, know. He will let you. I I believe he knows when they're close. A, a difference, honestly, because he gets it's a different, you know. Yeah, we've never body, shot a, <laughs> body body. You know, it's it's different. Well, different we've never shot a flamingo. You know, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, we don't jump up and shoot seagulls on accident. You know, yeah. because the du- the dog jumped. But I think me and Porter are very fortunate because Sander has Tex, and then we have Nathan. We hunt with a lot. He's got Jacks, great dog. And then I've hunted with. Um, I've got to hunt with Jay a couple times, and it's it's a, a treat being able to watch his dog work. Old Archie I is would, a I would badass love. retriever, dude. What yeah. is it? What is he? He has I, a I beard. Don't know his breed, man. I, oh, I, I forgot. Have to, he I told have me to what it Jay. was. Um, it's a it's a German short haired pointer mixed with something. He has a Fu Manchu. It's a badass dog, man. But Maybe it, a poodle. He, Maybe he's I a, can't remember. He's a very uh, very it's great retriever. But he. Um, no, and he takes great photos too, which is oh, great. Oh, yes. He's a beautiful dog. Also, yeah, that's beautiful if dog. you're trying to get into what we're doing, you want to take good photos, have a dog that'll sit 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 still for like at least two and a half, three seconds. Yeah. Archie's pretty good at that. You got some really good photos of that. Yeah, Archie is fun hunting with him. I hunted with Jay a couple times last season. Hopefully this season we'll get to hunt with him a few more times. We'll have him on the podcast treat. here soon. We'll be able to roast him and talk some shit. Yeah. Yep. And – let the people know the real Jay Bruce. Yeah, you'll definitely get the real uh, – whoever <laughs> we have on this podcast, you're going to get the real form because we will get it out of them for sure. Yeah, they, they don't have a choice. I mean, just us talking shit, they want to talk shit back. So I'll bring it. Talk all the shit you want. But um, talking about so. gear um, – I'm, I'm sorry if I interrupted you, but uh, no, you're not we talking just, about gear. Uh, we have a deal with Sure Shot going on too. We blow uh, Bayou Dragons blow Sure Shot game calls. Jay's come in, uh, taking over the Sure Shot, uh, which is a local company that's been around for years and years. They're very renowned, very great duck calling company, goose calling. 1959, and uh, he's really come in and. Uh, kind of, I would say, modernized the company a little bit, kind of brought it more up to speed. That's what it needed. And that's what it needed, uh, honestly. But uh, he's doing some great things with the company, and uh, we're, we're excited to work with them. And they've got some really good stuff going on and really some really cool calls coming out this season. I don't know if they've released everything yet, but they've got some good stuff in the works for sure. Oh, no, they do. We have some partnered uh – we have some partnership with them that we're going to end up doing with SureShot, and and if people that don't know about SureShot, you know they, they're I would this can be wrong totally, but in Texas they are the oldest duck call in Texas, I believe, and they're like the fifth oldest in the United States. They've been around since like '59, but what got them on the map was the double read back in like the '70s with Cowboy, and he could blow the fuck out of a double read and. Blew the competition out of the water. Won a world calling competition with the Sure Shot. That's what put them on the map. Yeah, they have good calls. They have good beginner calls. They have good expert calls. And they're the, all around some of the easiest calls to blow for sure. Yeah, they are, and, and they're good quality sounding calls. They're good, nice and crisp. And, and we're not saying that because we're 
like I've been blowing sure shot oh, way before shit. I even dealt with sure shot. Yeah, it was one of the first calls I ever had the, as, a, as a child. The Yensen's you know? the first call I ever learned how to blow. Y'all used to make fun of me because I used no diaphragm. I used to blow it like yeah, and that thing was also like seventy five years old. Yeah, and I still have. <laughs> I keep one that's older than my dad on my lanyard, but it's they've been around for a long time. They're great calls, sure shot. And actually, if you're listening to this, if you do duck hunt, you do buy a call, use promo capital dragon 10 at SureShot's website, you get 10% off. There you go. So it's that that doesn't get used enough. Some people have used it and they've been like, thank you. You know, you saved me a couple bucks, whatever. Like, not even trying to plug them that hard. Just they're good calls. We I, That's all I got. That's all I've ever had is SureShot. So this past season, that's pretty much all we used. Yep. Well, they have a good teal call, and that's where. Yep. I mean, they have a badass blue wing teal call coming. I love season. the whistle, man. That new, oh yeah, that new teal call they have. I don't have one yet, but I need to get one. But it is is solid, dude. But honestly, out of every pintail whistle out there, oh yeah, they my, have my pintail whistle is from I don't even know which 80s, family member 80s, back of the day, but it's just been passed down, and I have. Uh, put it on my lanyard within the last few years. Hands down. I, that is by far the best pintail whistle that I've ever blown. No what, doubt. It, between sound and aesthetic looking, because it's like this big yeah, old, huge. And, this uh, big old deal, and the whistle's this. You just, yep. you can get a hold of it and just. I actually had to super glue it back together this past season. It it, it broke finally, and uh, I don't know what happened. It was in my shell bag, and I pulled it out, and uh, I super glued it back together, and it's back just as good as it was before. Yeah. But the so yeah, sure shot game calls. Sure shot. Also calls Jay Bruce. I feel like this this whole episode, which is fine, people are gonna listen to it. We're just kinda just talking about different shit that we use, answering questions. One question we get snuff cup, spittoons. Spitting at home, spitting in the car, fits in your cup holder, snuff cup spittoon. You can put your can of dip back down there, close it up, pop it open, spit in it. Machine washable. He's got a new design now. I don't know if he's released it yet. He's he's completely like, uh, he just keeps renovating, man, and keep Dude. improving. He's got like one now. I don't know what he's calling it. I saw a video on it earlier. It's got like a magnet on the bottom and shit. It's, it's badass. I love I, them. Things. I give him props. He is a oh, yeah. grinder. He, he is, man. He makes... You know, little cunning little videos. He does everything hand dipped by him and his dad. Yep. Like, it's legit. Like, I will stand behind him on a spittoon. I'm sure. The other day I watched, which I know we're not supposed to, like, look at haters and shit, but, like, I was looking through some of his videos, and, you know, anyone that's successful has haters. If you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. But people are like, oh, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, you must not know how to dip. Yeah, you watched our video. Thanks for the view. Yeah, thank you for the view. Like, I've had no problems with this. Like, straight up. My wife, my wife doesn't even, I think, hell, she didn't even she know probably don't even know what it is. Yeah, she probably thought this was just my whiskey glass. You know? So, you've talked about duck hunting quite a bit in this episode, so I'm going to dive a little bit uh, in more in-depth with it. So, out here, all of us, we run surface drive mud motors, and uh, I believe it was last season, Tanner came came to me in Porter, and he's like, hey, man, I think I'm going to get an outboard and, uh, you know, tunnel hole. You know, we can't run over a 25 out here. So he gets a 
It's a 25, right? It is. A it's a 25. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm gonna get this 25 Suzuki. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pick it up, man. It's gonna be, you know, when we're not hunting shallow water, we're, we're gonna run this outboard and we're gonna, you know, blow past everybody. I'm like, hell yeah, man. So Tanner bought this uh, outboard 25 Suzuki and uh, 98 model. He really decked it out, and I think he's got it running pretty good now. Tanner, you want to elaborate on that Suzuki it, a little yeah, bit? I tell you what. So I bought that motor and. Uh, it was in the middle of duck season, which was the worst possible thing that I could have done. Because during duck season, I shut my entire life down except for my job because I still have to work. And um, when I realized it was going to be a big, lot more of a project than I thought it was going to be, I just said, screw this and pushed it off the side. And I haven't touched it since. It, uh, I ran it a few times. And um, it was not very successful. And it, I mean, it ran okay, but I, I just don't have the right setup for it. And um, there's maybe, some fast outboards out there, though. There are some fast ass outboards out there, and uh, I think I think I could compete. I, I definitely wouldn't be the fastest out there, especially when you get them guys that are running them fifties and everything else that are a lot of people just don't system, give a but, uh, shit. They don't about care the regulations, you and the know. wardens never show up when they're there. Yep. No matter what. No. Y'all remember that hunt? The Mud Bayou? Yes. The one, s- yes. The center console, 18 foot? Is that what no, you're talking about? No, not even that time. The Mercury okay. Racing? No, not even that time. The guy that came in with like the 55 horse and got stuck in Pond 1, when it was real foggy, and we missed this, missed the turn, had to turn around and go right past back them, right past, right back past them. Wow, I had a stroke. It was like one of the last days of the season. You found that little point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I know exactly. And they were they were hunting out like a fifty. They left the boat, right? Yeah. And then we passed it back up after we shot our limit. Yeah, like they. Yeah, I remember these guys just got stuck as chuck. Yeah, it was a huge. I I thought it was a fifty Merc racing motor. No, no, it was that big ass surface drive. But they had like five people in it. They got stuck in uh, pond one. Right, so well, I, I think know. we hunt too much. We, we can't do. even. Yeah, I can't remember. We're sure. all talking about three different stories at, right now at the same time. A lot of stories. Yeah, have, I got. I've passed many, up many stories. Many, out in the many. Marsh. Yeah, and I can't stuck ass boats. And I season. cannot wait till we have a game warden on and be like, "Why well, we got to use a nine inch?" I, I've been trying to get a game warden on, but it's it's a little more difficult than I thought I was going to be. But hopefully, eventually, we'll have one on. Well, they, I, I, they have stipulations and regulations they can't just talk to a bunch of jackasses like us yeah yeah true i mean we might ask the wrong question yeah and they might you answer. don't you don't want to hurt that mud too bad you don't want to mess that mud up with that 12 inch prop so that's why we got to use nine inch <laughs> <laughs> there's i don't I, i'll never understand that man hell yeah brother but yeah um i will say this um, Bayou Dragons, we are not working on a new design. We have a new design. So I haven't new. posted anything about it, and the shirts should be done in the, about the next week. Super excited about it. It's a whole different concept and aspect of what we've been doing. I don't want to give any spoilers, just that something you haven't seen yet from us. Yep, yep. I would look for that in the next week. I'm probably going to post this podcast up probably Friday. Uh, so tomorrow. tomorrow. So, um, 
yeah, we got a new design coming out within a week. It's going to be. I'm hoping the shirts are done by tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be tomorrow, but I'm not 100%. Well, we'll release them while we're doing the podcast at Joe's, uh, yeah, Joe's kid's birthday party, his first birthday party. They're going to be, her. I think they're going to be a I hit. said her. No, I didn't. Jolene. I hope they're a hit. We, I mean, we can't say we had a, we can't say we had a lot of thought and effort on it, but it was a lot of thought and effort on it. Yeah, it I think uh, it's pretty creative, man. I think people that follow us will appreciate it. Definitely oh, yeah. like them. I'm gonna wear the it. shit out of it. Oh well, I'm gonna wear it every day. My wife's gonna tell me how to take it off and wash it or something. But that's about for us. We have the new shirts coming out. We do have hoodies coming out. I'm really thinking about by September we'll be releasing those. The people that are asking for them right now, it's too hot. Hoodies? Yes. Anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, I'm flying to Montana this next week to go play golf. I looked at the weather today at 78. Yeah, I mean, that's... A, it'll be a fall thing. Yeah. And we've been talking about a hoodie for a while, and we really need to put one out. We're going to have one for y'all this fall. Well, we'll have two, at least two of them coming out this fall. And we... Appreciate everybody that wants one, but don't buy one in the summer. I don't care if you live in Canada. It's only 60 degrees in Canada. You don't need a hoodie. Mm-hmm. But hoodies, and then we have some new, actually, a bunch new, uh, new hats coming. bunch of new hats coming in. We have a rope hat that's shipping out tomorrow. Comes from Orlando. Ben Floyd Fabrication. Yep. He does all our hats. He did the sign. If you need anything done by him with any kind of sign and or hat, shirts, that's the man to do it. Very good. Sending us some new rope hats. We haven't done those yet. I'm excited about the rope hats. I, we've been trying to get our hands on some for quite a while, and they're hard to come by, and we finally got some, and we're going to be putting them out as soon as we get them. Yep. We have two different designs, two totally different designs, and two different colors, yep. but we have that one that's coming next week. Be looking for that. And uh, that's probably about the biggest thing we got going on right now is just new. We'll have yep. a new shirt and new hat yep. dropping next week. New hat design, new shirt design. Hell yeah. Well, we're probably going to wrap it up for the day. Appreciate all y'all hanging out, listening. And uh, thanks for all the support once again. And we're going to try to do a new episode every week. So this one will drop this week. We'll have another one next week for y'all. Appreciate everybody.